Following is a class given by His Holiness Jaya Patakaswami Maharaj on May 24th, 1999 in Sri Mayapur, India. The class begins with a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, 6th Canto, Chapter 9, Verse 47. personality of Godhead said, O beloved Devas, Suras, you have offered your prayers to me with great knowledge, and I am certainly most pleased with you. A person is liberated by such knowledge, and thus he remembers my exalted position, which is above the conditions of material life. Such a devotee is fully purified by offering prayers and full knowledge. This is the source of devotional service to me. Report by Srila Prabhupada. Another name of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is Uttama Sloka, which means he has offered prayers and selected, with selected verses. Bhakti means Savanam Kirtanam Vishnu, chanting and hearing about Lord Vishnu. Impersonalists cannot be purified for they do not offer personal prayers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Even though sometimes they offer prayers, the prayers are not directed toward the Supreme Person. Impersonalists sometimes show the incomplete knowledge by addressing the Lord as being nameless. They always offer prayers indirectly saying, you are this, you are that, but they do not know to whom they are praying. A devotee, however, always offers personal prayers. A devotee says, Govinda Mari Purusham Tamaham Vajami Govinda Mari Purusham Tamaham Vajami Quote, I offer my respectful obeisances unto Govinda, unto Krishna, unquote. That is the way to offer prayers. If one continues to offer such personal prayers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he is eligible to become a pure devotee and return home back to Godhead. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta Swami translation and purport. To the Srimad Bhagavatam, 6th Canto, ninth Chapter, 46th and 47th verse, verses in the matter of the appearance of demon, Vitra Asura. Hari Om Tatsat. 
mentions my Guru Maharaj. He prefers to mention my spiritual master, my beloved spiritual master, Srila, Om Vishnupad, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So in the Vaishnava prayers also, Prayers are personal. Prayers are a very important means of communication with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Many religions, a prayer is a very major form of their worship. What Jesus' uh, famous instructions are in the form of prayers, sometimes, like the Lord's Prayer. O my Lord, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, and so on. The difference is that there, in the, uh, for instance, in Christianity, it's my Lord who is in heaven. But maybe Jesus knew exactly who he was praying to. But presently, it doesn't seem that people know exactly who they are praying to. Who is this Lord in heaven? Krishna. What does he look like? What does he do? Hallowed be thy name. What is his name? Sometimes you ask, and they tell you, the Christians, that, oh, this is a mystery. Very mysterious. So Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to unite all the religions and to dispel all the doubts and to eradicate all these mysteries by giving what is the true picture. In Madras, the gentleman who donated our a property to us for building a temple. Uh, Christian. Manik Das. 
and his mother was a Hindu Brahmana and his father was Christian and uh, so he has some sentiment also for Hindu Dharma for the sake of his mother he donated land for us to build temple. We went to see him then he brought his son and asked his son you please let us make a prayer. So my son is good at praying. So his son made, oh our Lord, I already made his prayer. So I made a prayer. <laughs> prayer is very important for all religions. Prabhupada here described prayer as Sravanam Kirtanam. It is also praying, hearing and speaking the glories of the Lord. Sometimes prayer is described as mandalam, offering obeisances and prayers. In this particular verse of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Vishnu is glorifying the devas and your prayers to me are very uh, helpful for people to understand about my glories. In other words, the prayers tell something. When we make a prayer, we first focus on the glories of the Lord. We say something which is factual. It's not just like some kind of flattery that doesn't mean anything. It actually is a declaration of the Lord's glories which also reveals that we understand who the Lord is. It also may include our own unfortunate, hopeless situation that we're in and our own limited uh, and fallen nature. And also we may request some mercy, some special kind of blessing or something. Sometimes prayers are simply glorifying the Lord. The prayers by Lord Brahma don't ask for anything specific in the beginning, at least they're simply glorifying the Lord. So prayer is actually our talking to Krishna. When we talk to Krishna, we call it a prayer. Of course, some devotees are so elevated that they actually talk to the Lord, and the Lord talks to them. We heard sometimes in the Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he'd go in the deity room and lock the door. And he'd have extended discussion with the deities. I know that uh, often I would be going on a morning walk with Siddha Prabhupada. Here in Mayapur there are usually many devotees, but sometimes in Canada there are very few devotees. He may be only walking with myself and one other devotee. Sometimes he would sit on the park bench. He would just sit there as he would sit on a bench nearby or down on the ground. 
And then he'd sit and he'd close his eyes, fold his hands. You'd see him moving his lips, offering prayers. I often saw Srila Prabhupada praying. Praying here in Mayapur in his room, praying before Radha Srila Prabhupada, every day he was praying. I didn't think it was my place to ask Srila Prabhupada what he was praying. But apparently in one temple, one lady, the devotee came and asked Prabhupada, what are you praying? And Prabhupada was startled because apparently he looked a little startled and looked at her. It's kind of prayers or sometimes a very private talk between the devotee and the Lord. And then Prabhupada replied to her, I am praying that I may never fall down in Krishna consciousness. Whether that was uh, I always took that as a very special instruction. What uh, a devotee should be praying. Prabhupada said during the Guru Puja, we pray to the Guru. We ask the Guru for forgiveness for all our offenses. That's why Prabhupada said that it's essential to offer some Guru Puja to one's uh, Guru every day. can also offer the prayer written by the previous acharyas. Or we can compose our own prayers. I was looking here how the different acharyas, they wrote their prayer, prayers as a song. Luchandas written so many what a beautiful different uh, prayers. Bajo Bajo Hari Mongoro Kori Virakori Moki Bolo Tainam Rajendra Nandana Gopi Pranagana Bhuvana Mohana Shah. I chanted the holy name of the uh, Hori with my mouth. 
and fixing my mind at his lotus feet. Rename the names of Krishna. Kakana Maribe, Kakana Taribe, Bisham Samana Daiki, Jahatra Tabi, Bhupana Kabai, Najani Moir Vipati. Kuladana Paya, Unamatohaya, Apolati, Apolati Jano Boro, Samone Dute, Duripai Hati, Bandia, Koribe, Joro. So here he is saying, getting the wealth. Getting money and having a good family has made me mad. So now I'm thinking that I'm very big, they're important. Like that. So sometimes the devotees are describing themselves. Now I'm putting my feet at your uh, my hand on your lotus feet. I made all these mistakes, but you know, Thakur Vidya Vilas is describing someone who is very much infatuated with his learning and family uh, sense gratification. Srila Prabhupada in his prayers to Krishna outside of New York, Mark and Bhagavata Karma how he is praying to Krishna to establish the Bhagavad Dharma in America and in the Western world. Can you think of anyone who has uh, been able to immediately attract the Lord's mercy by prayer? Yes. The general, the elephant, made his prayer and was delivered by the Lord. Anyone else? Jai Radhamara Vashta Shakti Brindaki, Radhamara Mayapur Chandraki. Anyone else? Yes. Rukmini. Gopini. What did she pray for? She prayed for protection and she was immediately protected by Krishna being attacked and disgraced. Yes, sir. Yes, Maharaj, Your Holiness. Madhavendra Puri, what did he pray for? Even just thought that. His thinking is like praying. Any ladies can think of any other example of someone who prayed and got the mercy?
Also, Draupadi, Draupadi went and prayed to Krishna. The Draupadi, yes. Kunti Devi made beautiful prayers when Krishna was leaving for Astinapur. Yes. So prayer is especially important. In fact, most a lot of what we're reading in Bhagavatam, there are prayers. Prayers of the personified Vedas, prayers of Guru Maharaj, prayers of the Devas to the Shingadev, prayers of the Rishis uh, to Vishnu. Prayers of all the persons who prayed to Bhavana Dev when he appeared. Prayers by the Devas and others to Lord Nashinya Dev. Prayer, we can say, is the most important, I think, one of the very most important activities we have. In this regard, Sri stated, the teachings of Lord Chaitanya, 12th chapter. There are many devotees in history who have attained perfection in devotional service simply by discharging the, the duties of one item. And there are many other devotees like Maharaj Ambarish who executed all the items. Some individual devotees who attained perfection in devotional service by actually one item are then it gives a list of the different devotees who practice one item of devotional service and achieve perfection. Akura, who attain perfection simply by praying. Akura offered such a beautiful prayer that was enough to get his uh, perfection. Nectar of Devotion explains about reciting notable prayers. According to great learned scholars, the whole Bhagavad Gita contains many authorized prayers. Especially in the 11th chapter, where Arjuna prays to the universal form of the Lord. Similarly, in the Gautamiya Tantra, all the verses are called prayers. Again in Srimad Bhagavatam, there are hundreds of prayers to the Lord. So a devotee should select some of these prayers for his recitation. In Skanda Purana, the glories of these prayers are stated as follows, quote, Devotees whose tongues are decorated always with prayers to Lord Krishna are always 
always given respect even by the great saintly persons and sages. And such devotees are actually worshipable by the devas and demigods. Some night distant, a few days ago, I was asking devotees, are you praying to the deity? Even this morning I asked them. And they say, well, to forgive me for my offenses. Prayer is a very important uh, activity. It also helps us to establish our personal relationship with Krishna because we pray to him. We also pray to the Guru. We offer our Vyasa Puja moments. When the GDC made the new rules uh, restricting public Guru Puja, I mentioned that time, Hari Vilasa told me, but prayer is not restricted, you see. When the Guru comes in the temple and gives his welcome address, then the devotees, one after another, can stand up and offer their verbal prayer. I don't know how practical it is. This time when I went to Durban, South Africa, and they had me sit down and we had the, just, they had me give welcome address. Then I told them, well, you can offer any, you can say any realization you want, which has been authorized by GBC. And then everyone was unusual, you know, totally speechless because they had never talked about what to say. But then a few devotees uh, said something at the occasion, which was nice. So I guess that uh, the intention is to teach devotees to be more communicative. You are let off too easy just to offer a flower. Now you actually have to offer a prayer. You see, prayer is okay. Or flowers, I only believe it. <laughs> because communication, you cannot restrict communication. Communication is essential. Prabhupada said, it is by communication that we can achieve cooperation. So uh, communicating with uh, uh, Guru and Krishna, that is a, one form of prayer. Because we don't communicate in a normal way. Prayer means it's uh, something we choose our words. We think and we have to choose our words because we know that we are speaking to the Supreme Authority and whatever we say, if we say the wrong thing, that can also put us in big trouble. Just as Mochan uh, has said here that the Krishna, by whose anger makes the whole world shake in fear. We don't want to say the wrong thing. Therefore, sometimes when we don't know what to pray, then we just repeat the prayers of previous acharyas. And then we know we can't go wrong. That's why we can say, Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu 
I cannot even know. We can't watch. She was feeling when she is being stripped naked in front of everybody, and nobody will help her. And then she simply surrenders both her hands to Krishna. One hand she is holding her cloth, and how can she fight against this Maharati? Can fight against a ten thousand, a hundred, how many hundreds or thousands or whatever elephants? He was a Bhima, but he was a Maharati. He was very powerful. So Bhima has ten thousand elephants. I don't know exactly how many elephants the Dusasana was, but he was heavy guy. So what can she do? She's a very feminine lady. How can she defend herself against this, you know, rogue who's trying to just uh, embarrass her and uh, expose her? So then she realized that only Krishna can help me, and I have to fully depend on Krishna. So she just raised both her hands, and with so much feeling, she called on Krishna. And Krishna later he was telling Arjuna that when she called on my name, Kesava. So then she realized that only Krishna can help me, and I had to fully depend on Krishna. So she just raised both her hands, and with so much feeling. She called on Krishna. Krishna later he was telling Arjuna that when she called on my name Kesava, with that feeling, it didn't matter where I was. I had to drop everything I was doing, and I had to be there. Shri Prabhupada he said that we'll be crying for the Lord like the baby cries for the mother in desperation. Immediately Krishna will come and help us. And sometimes babies are crying, you know, just like sometimes they cry babies, right? You know, always crying. Anything, yay, yay, because they don't have so much other skills to communicate. So they're just crying, yay, yay. So, you know, the mother, you know. <laughs> Thank you for demonstrating. But when the baby is like really in trouble, Prabhupada uses the example. And like something really happening, then it's a different kind of crying. Not the normal crying. But, you know, like something really intense, a feeling. The mother knows this is like red alert. Confirm. And immediately picks up the baby. So we cry for Krishna with so much feeling. Then immediately he could he, he this is very reciprocative. He has to by his father's mercy, it's his nature to just want to come and help us. But because we are praying to the Lord, maybe in an official way, Oh my Lord, please have mercy on me. What do I have to do today? Oh yes, oh Lord, uh, I'm supposed to pray to you. What should I pray today? Jesus, Krishna, help help me, Lord, please help me. I, I need your help. I think I need your help. And, you know, we don't, like, really give our attention. And then something happens and we're really smashed and we really feel hopeless 
And then we go before the Lord, please Lord, have mercy on me. I'm so fallen, everything is falling apart. I need your mercy. Why do we have to wait till we get smashed to pray with healing? Then we realize that, you know, without getting smashed sometimes, we don't uh, get that feeling. So that's why sometimes being put in difficulty helps us to learn to feelingly pray to the Lord. When we're hopeless, that's when we tend to go to the Lord and really pray with feeling. Actually, if we do our real situation, we could go every day and pray feelingly. What's the problem? Every day we're hopelessly in this material world without Krishna's mercy. It said that although Kunti's prayer were very moving to the Lord, and he appreciated, thank you very much, he still was leaving. The beautiful chosen prayer accepted by the Lord, but they didn't stop him from going. But when he came to Yudhisthira, Yudhisthira, he couldn't even speak hardly. He was choked up. Whatever prayers he could, only could say, Krishna, please don't go right now. And because his clothes was with so much feeling, then Krishna, he couldn't go. He's already worried. And he stayed some more days. So sometimes we wonder why we have emotion. I mean, you know, we could have been designed like clothes and computers. But we are human beings, and human beings have emotion. Oh, this flower, so beautiful. And we have emotions. But actually these emotions, we can see what they're really meant for is our exchange with Krishna. How wonderful is the creator of such a beautiful flower. But actually our emotions were really meant to be, of course we're giving them to our friends, we're giving them to the nature, we're giving our emotions to our spouses. Supposed to be favorable emotions, sometimes we give the other emotions. The emotions are actually the feelings that to be given to Krishna. But to actually come to that level where we can express our emotion to Krishna. Then we go to Krishna, feeling like Krishna, please help my son who's got tumor in the kidney or intestine. Not all the feeling, but the feeling is addressed to our son and our mother and our brother and our sister and our. But when we can actually express our feeling that we have feelings for Krishna, that is itself a, a, a very perfectional state. The devas offering this prayer in Bhagavatam, it was not, uh, it was very correct, it was glorifying Krishna's telling about his real position. It was uh, offered with chosen words, their authorities, 
So that way, in the bullet, the Krishna appreciated at first they appeared to them. First he appeared in the heart, and he appeared to them. But because they had not developed their relationship with Krishna, they are praying to Krishna to please get rid of this demon, Vitrasura, who is killing us, and he's about to destroy us, and he's taken all our weapons, and you're the only one who can save us. That's the final, you know, conclusion. So they are, but they really, they really want to be saved materially. And then Krishna is telling them that you go to see this, uh, uh, what's his name again? Gadichi. And then ask him for his body. That's really far off. Because here the devas are praying for protecting their bodies. And he's going to say, ask this devotee for his body. He'll give you <laughs> well, it's very humiliating, isn't it? You're praying for your body. And you go and you ask someone begging for the body without hesitation, oh, you my body. Anyway, I have to give up his body sooner or later. You can have it. So how great is this devotee? So when we can actually offer prayers with feeling and to the Lord and we actually appreciate the Lord with feeling, that is something glorified by the Vedas. In the Bhagavad there's a statement of submission and feeling by devotees praying to the Lord. My Lord, I know that young girls have natural affection for young boys and that young boys have natural affection for young girls. I am praying at your lotus feet that my mind may become attracted unto you in the same spontaneous way. Prabhupada explained the example is very appropriate. When a young boy or girl sees a member of the opposite sex, there is a natural affection without the need for any introduction. Without any training, there is natural affection due to the sex impulse. This is a material example. But the devotee is praying that he may develop a similar spontaneous attachment for the Supreme Lord, free from any desire for profit and without any other cause. This natural attraction for the Lord is the perpetual stage of self-realization. But sometimes, One develops this natural affection. For the body of the Lord. And that is also perfection. For me, see the body. We feel attracted and we feel happy. I remember I was thinking of one devotee who had done so much service to Mayapur 
And I was thinking, it'd be nice to see that devotee and he such a, did so much service. And when I saw that devotee, I was feeling so happy. And I paid my obeisances and I embraced that devotee and thank you, welcome to Mayapur, you've done so much service for Maya, I'm very glad you're here. Of course, in the meantime, I was a devotee had changed his attitude, something, and then he was criticizing everybody and everything. And then I was thinking, you know, I lost my ecstasy for the moment when I hear, I didn't want to hear all the criticism. But I was, I mean, maybe my initial reaction, I was just so happy to see that devotee and I have expressed it. And uh, even now, I still feel very grateful for that devotee, unfortunately. Now that devotee doesn't criticize so much, but at that moment, sometimes we don't know. We feel that so much uh, happiness for devotees. This morning, one uh, Tushti Devi, she saw me, I was entering into the Samadhi. She was smiling, so I'm so happy to see you. She really looked happy. So, it's like that sometimes when we feel happiness at seeing devotees, there is also a very good sign. This is what natural affection should be there amongst the devotees. When we can express, we can show, it's not wrong to feel natural affection amongst devotees. Sometimes it's so hard, how do you express that? That's where, like, when a devotee comes, Krishna, he would express it by offering the devotee an arti, a garland, bathe the feet, you know. It's a, a way of practically showing your affection. When the Lord appears in the morning at the Mangal Arti, we have so much affection, we want to show the Lord. We're so happy he comes. So we offer our prayers in the form of Mangal Arti to him. And you go to Tirupati and uh, they have the Supravatam prayers. You know, the Lord is awakening in the morning, and by your awakening, you're giving us all, the whole world is blessed and everything is auspicious. Bring Kateshara Supravatam, Utishta Utishta Bhadram Te. They sing the awakening prayers and then their prayers. I was uh, so, I like that. Uh, Formal way they offered the uh, awakening. All the pujaris lining up, not all, six of them with microphones wired to the entire place. 3.30 in the morning when they waken the deities, everyone in unison is chanting, Utishta, Utishta, Bhadra, Uti. You know, wake up, wake up, oh dear gentle one, oh Lord, wake up. And then now the sun is about to rise, it is the Sukhavatam time. Wake up, O Lord, who is all merciful and giving so many glories to the Lord. A very nice way of awakening the Lord with prayers in the morning. So, that way they're offering their prayers because they're happy to receive the Lord. Of course, sometimes it may be done mechanically, but the mood that was originally composed by devotees who are feeling so happy to welcome the Lord. So that should be our mood in welcoming the Lord, welcoming the devotees, welcoming the spiritual master, welcoming uh, each other. Even after some separation, you see some devotee want to embrace the devotee, so happy to be together.
together again. We are very natural. So this is what helps to bind the whole Krishna conscious movement. It's a love between the devotees because there's a natural spiritual affection, a natural spiritual appreciation. Sometimes devotees tell me that they don't feel that anybody cares about them. They don't feel that anybody has any other any affection for them. So how important it is in this Krishna, in fact, in uh, last year, uh, before we had, uh, I was going around the world and doing a love and trust uh, seminars and workshops. And one of the workshops we did is, why do devotees come to Krishna consciousness? And as they come because of the good prasadam, the nice dealings, the nice deity worship, the nice family spirit, they come because of the preaching the books, the, this, the festivals, so on and so forth, the knowledge, the philosophy. And then we did, okay, why do people leave Krishna consciousness? Nobody leaves because the philosophy is inadequate. Nobody leaves because we don't have enough festivals, you know. But if they leave because they got sick and nobody took care of them, because people didn't deal with them nicely, because nobody cared about them, because the temple president uh, just uh, took away their service and didn't discuss with them. Because, you know, all the 90% of the reason why people left was because of the lack of affection and care and personal views. At least 80%. And there were also, Maya was one of the features. That Maybe 80%. 80% was some personal dealings. Of course, if you ask the devotee in Maya why they left, they won't say because I fell in Maya, they'll say it was some personal dealing with you. But others may say, okay, he was in Maya. Good it is. But actually, it's not. We don't want to lose the devotees. So how important it is that... Uh, you see, because the neophyte devotees, a very advanced devotee may feel the affection of Guru and Krishna even when they're not present. They know that Guru and Krishna really care about them. Even if there's something that appears to be different. It's like a small child. You're told that the first five years are the most important years of the life. Because that time if they're given a lot of affection from their parents, well, somehow everything wires, even the time when Newsweek, they put in their magazine that all the wiring in the brain goes properly if they give a lot of affection. And if they are mistreated and then the wiring gets short circuit later on, they become criminals and uh, rebellious. That's their interpretation. Of course, I don't know how they figure all these things out, but anyway. We know that uh, the first five Prabhupada said, you just treat the children with so much love and affection. And after five, then you start to discipline them uh, more. Scientists are saying these things. So anyway, that is the most important period. Therefore, they're saying that now it's kind of a complete circle because all these years they're saying how women should be liberated and should leave the home and should be out and independent and working and put the children in daycare centers and 
the independent, now they're saying maybe the daycare center is the worst thing for the world and actually you need uh, to have the parent and mother at home caring for the children so that the children get the real love and affection they need to become full human beings and not, you know, distorted, warped kind of half people who are emotionally crippled because they were mistreated in, by some, you know, harsh uh, daycare center or something. It's a uh, unusual turn of events. Maybe the Vedic system has something good about it. <clears throat> so anyway, amongst the devotees, somehow we need to develop to get rid of the shyness to express our natural affection and care for other devotees, that it's not wrong to care about devotees. And if somebody is sick or somebody doesn't show up, to go and ask about them. Just when I was in Malaysia for our national convention there, there's one uh, lady who's uh, born in a Christian family who's become a Hare Krishna devotee at the great because she's not going to church, she goes to the temple. Just a few weeks before, 12 members from the church came and visited her in her house and all sat around her and began to pray for her. Oh Lord, please have mercy on this soul that she may come back to the church again and attend our Sunday service. Da, 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 da. You know, and what a scene, you know, she said, I was, I was, you know, while they're praying for her, you know. She, she didn't tell her parents yet she's become a high Christian. They don't know why she doesn't go to church where she goes on Sunday, to the Sunday feast, you know. But, uh, but then she was going to one house program, being invited by a devotee, and then on the way, uh, she had an accident in her motorcycle, two-wheeler, and I uh, was in the hospital with a broken bone. But no, in the devotee personally to ask her, please come to my program, the way that everyone knew that she had the accident, no devotee phoned her, no devotee went to see her. And then, you know, she said, I have to admit that I was having doubts. Maybe the Christianity is better. I mean, they're, they're phoning me, they're asking about me. I mean, it's all material, I know that, but why do devotees have to be so harsh? Why they don't have a common... And we see here that one of the qualities of devotee is that when they to feel sad about other people's sadness. Or a dukkha dukhi. So somehow, I mean, we preach to everybody, you're not the body, you're not the body, you're not the body, but if somebody was sick, I stepped on a nail in Montreal, and somehow Prabhupada heard about it and wrote me a letter, I heard that you stepped on a nail, I'm very sorry to hear this, remember that your body has been offered to Krishna, and therefore now it's not your property, it's Krishna's property, so you have to take care of it very well, so please take care of your body nicely, and take sufficient rest and everything that your body recovers properly so you can use it in Krishna's service. So Prabhupada expressed his concern over my material 
minor problem. I mean, a step on a nail is not life and death. I mean, it entered in my foot and I had the tetanus shot and everything. It could be life and death, but he didn't get the tetanus shot. But normally not. But still he wrote up, but he also made it Krishna conscious. He was so concerned, he showed care. At the same time, he preached to me what I should think and so on. Everything was very uh, perfect. But he did take this, I mean, he didn't have to. He went out of his way, write me a letter to express this concern. That's how much I felt cared for by Prabhupada. And uh, I was cared for. Now we have got, uh, maybe there was not so many devotees in those days, there were maybe only 100 disciples, so we could show so much care. Personally. But then he told us, uh, the senior devotees, said, on my behalf, I want you to care for the other devotees. For all my brothers and sisters, God brothers and God sisters. So, Just like we feel our, we have feeling, we pray to Krishna our feelings, we also need to show our feelings in very practical, at the same time, Krishna conscious ways. And then if we do that, then people say, well, I would never have left Krishna consciousness if I felt that anybody made any difference to anybody. I didn't think anybody cared if I was here or not, so why be in a place where they don't care whether you're there? One lady told me in uh, Moscow earlier last year that, you know, that she felt like nobody cared about her. I said, look, I care about you. I, I, I may not be your spiritual master. I may be your spiritual uncle, but I care about every devotee in Iskand. I don't want any devotee to leave. I want to see every devotee is well cared for. And, and I have a limited capacity. I know that I'm being criticized that, you know, I'm taking more than I can chew. I'm doing more than I can cope with, but I care about you. I, mean, when I, I have that feeling. I do want to, to be Krishna conscious. I, if you ever need any help, whatever I can do to my limited capacity, I certainly will try to help you. You can always feel you have got an uncle who cares. And then she, she came back to see me later and said, you know, you told me that. And because of that, I mean, I decided I never want to leave Krishna consciousness. I mean, I know that at least you're there to help me. I mean, I hope I'm not the only, I don't want to be the only person, you know, and I know that everybody gets on my cases, you know, you, how can you do that? You have already so many people to care for. But what can you do? I do care about people. I do think that Prabhupada wants everybody to be cared for. And if there's nobody else and they come to me, I just can't turn them away. That's my sweetness. I'm not going to do that to anybody. Because Prabhupada never turned me away. And he asked me to care for people. But if everybody can, if everybody could care for I mean, and I don't, and even then, because I may be busy caring for one person, then I was talking to a disciple, and they felt, well, I felt you didn't care for me. So it's like a losing battle, you know, as that I, you know, because we somehow we need to have more communication. But I was able to speak to that disciple because some devotee told me that that disciple's in trouble. 
and not feeling cared for, then I talked to the devotee and we had a communication and the devotee realizes that it's not, I don't care, just some breakdown in communication. So, we covered a wide range, the importance of prayer, expressing our feelings to Krishna, our prayers to Krishna, our realizations, some desires for perfection, our submission that I surrender to you, I am your surrendered soul, we submit ourselves to Krishna. All these things are very important. And also that amongst devotees, that Krishna, we see Krishna in the form of the devotees and Guru, and we express our feelings, we express our submission and our desire for perfection to the Guru. We also show our love and affection to devotees in appropriate manners, Krishna conscious manners, and to help them to be Krishna conscious. We all work like this, especially in Mayapur. We want to make a spiritual society. And we tend to bring everything down into like categories, you know. Whoever the leaders are, they have to show their affection to householders and to uh, the brahmacharis and to the humble sannyasis and everybody. That, that's also as it's needed can't just put people in boxes and see every person as a sincere individual trying to engage in Krishna's service. And amongst the devotee level, somehow we need to, in appropriate ways, because we may have different ashrams and different situations. So according to whatever is appropriate, to somehow have opportunities to express appreciation for different devotees, So in this way, we can actually have a closer and closer uh, bond between all the devotees. Our counselor groups have that purpose, at least amongst those who participate in our counselor groups, they can have some kind of a more personal exchange, because in a big community, it can go impersonal very easily. So like this, we want to build up our family spirit. We are one family under Prabhupada, under Lord Chaitanya, under Radha Madhava. So we can have a loving, wonderful, ideal family and this will be an inspiration also for the rest of the world. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Any question? That I am a fool. But uh, by your mercy, Lord, the fools can become great orators, the deaf and the dumb, that the lame can cross over the mountains. But by the mercy of the spiritual master, one can also achieve this. For such mercy, I'm also offering my obeisances to the Guru, to Lord Krishna, to Lord Chaitanya. There's also similar prayer to the Panchatatra and Chaitanya Charitamrita.
since I don't feel uh, qualified to do the class on my own, without the Lord's mercy, so I'm just praying for the mercy to, to give uh, the class. Guru Anandamadavam, 